Hello, Claremont. Welcome to yet another episode of Claremont Speaks. I'm your host, Russ Binder, as always. And tonight I have a very special guest. Probably almost a year ago, I had Nancy Minty, the founder of Uncommon Good. And I have her right-hand manager, her, her chief executive tonight, Johanna Larios. And she is the farm manager at Uncommon Good. Mm-hmm. They have an event coming up, but I would like to start out with having, if you would, Johanna, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to Uncommon Good and what you do there. Okay, great. So yeah, I've been at Uncommon Good about three years now. I started as the farm program manager, but actually I started as a volunteer. I'm sure Nancy Minty um, mentioned that we are very volunteer heavy. It's a volunteer centered organization. So I actually started as a mentor. I started with an 11 year old and I actually was a mentor with her for three years. And we focused on doing art together and visiting museums and different arts organizations around the area. And really I found Uncommon Good through Googling. I moved to Pomona, was wanting to have um, fresh produce somewhere I wasn't sure where so I googled found them decided I needed a job there there were no openings so I said how are they going to get to know me and so I ended up saying the way they're going to get to know me is by me volunteering and it actually worked very good it worked I <laughs> so then you are now the 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 farmer in chief yes I manage everything that goes on at the um Farm sites, we have 10. Uh, anything that the farmers need, they don't speak English. And so I become the communicator and I order everything. And, and then I also deal with the clients. So I'm able to see what they're interested in, what was great, what, what needs improvement. And so it's really great to be involved kind of in all aspects of the program. You folks plant, grow, harvest, sell, everything. you got your delicate fingers into each aspect of it, I say, I bet, right? Yeah, and I order all the seed. And so I always tell clients, if you want to see something, request it because we can definitely make it happen. Not immediately, but um, definitely trial. we trial and error a lot of different crops. What is the most unusual thing you think you grow there? One thing we have that's right now, and I've been in, um, advertising and giving people freebies is something called yacon. It's a Peruvian root and it's considered like uh, yacon in um, Inca meant like water root and it's actually like a jicama and it's kind of the closest that we can grow. Um, jicama doesn't grow that well but the yacon does fantastic so I've been giving samples to people and having them trial trial it and it's really curious to be able to grow that in Claremont. And it's just something you slice and eat as is, right? Yeah, yep. And I had a client today send me a photo of a lime. He did it almost like a ceviche and I love to introduce uh, new foods to people. You guys did me a big favor. I have a pomegranate tree that was very productive this year and you all were kind enough to come over and pick most of it and take it away and put it to a better use. Now, if somebody else wanted to do that, and I hope they will, how would they go about getting a hold of you? And what would be the protocol to donate in such a way? Usually people will sometimes bring it uh, and ask us if we're interested. We usually do a taste test to make sure it's, you know, something that we can use. Um, other people contact contact us through our website. So it just has a contact, you know, uh, and someone will say, oh, I have a really productive lemon or anything and then they give us their contact and I reach out to them. Sometimes a lot of it is word of mouth neighbors who told other neighbors 
And really our goal is to avoid food going to waste. And so your tree is beautiful. I do have a lifelong obsession with pomegranates. So when I saw your tree, I was just so happy. And I think we harvested over 100 pounds. Good for you. Half of it goes to our low-income families, which actually this Saturday we're giving away bags of food for the um, holidays. And then we uh, sell a portion at our farm uh, stand and for scholarships. And so it's all going for a good cause. And we love it because uh, people are able to have a freshly picked ripe fruit that otherwise maybe at the store would cost you so much. Well, I understand pomegranates aren't cheap at all, even at Costco. And I think this year my tree had some beauties, big, big softball-sized ones. I hope that'll go to a good home. But when I had my dog when I had my dog and I'd walk around the neighborhood here, people all over have trees that are just producing way more than, you know, even one good-sized family could consume. And I would see the fruits, you know, fall into the street or get run over by cars. And I just thought, nope, I'm calling up Uncommon Good. So Claremont, I hope you'll do the same. Why let, you know, keep some for yourself, of course, but for no cost to you, it does somebody else a good turn, right? That's what I tell people. They literally can give us as few as they want or as many. Sometimes people tell me, clear the tree. I don't like it. I moved into this house. It's not my thing. And other people say, oh, my kids already got what we wanted and now come and get them. And overall, I go to over 125 properties. Nice. I mean, we have a network, but we can always have a bigger network. Now, do you sell at the farmer's market? We used to before my time. Um, and I guess what Nancy said was once we built our customer base and we have a wonderful earthen building, right? It's fantastic. Yeah. We She just decided to move it to our building and we're more comfortable. We, none of us have to work on a Sunday. There you go. So, okay. It's great. Well, I, one of the reasons I wanted to have you all on is that you, from time to time, I mean, you being Uncommon Good, have different events, and you have one coming up this Friday that I thought Claremont ought to hear about. It's over at the Packing House on Friday night mm -hmm. for, what, 6 to 9 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you, though, tell us all about it? Yeah, it's an event that um, Claremont Gallery is having. They call it the CG Market. And this is considered the green night. So it's anyone dedicated to doing sustainable art or organizations focused solely in Claremont. So they wanted a sustainable community awareness night. Uh, so we got invited and so did the Botanic Garden and so did Sustainable Claremont. Nice. And so they were really kind to just offer us a spot. So I will be there uh, from six to nine on uh, Friday. Tell you, they're also going to have some eco-friendly artists. I think two to three artists. And if people want more info, they can go to at Claremont Gallery. Does that mean like paintings you can eat or what's what does that mean? Eco-friendly artists? I think it's artists who are using recycled material. Maybe they're doing something. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's that. Um, okay. I'm not sure. They're actually, um, I think the name of the artist is somewhere on that. So maybe at Claremont Gallery. And also those people are part of Respun Retro. So at Respun Retro is um, organizing this Claremont Gallery. Um, it's yeah, I saw they were the sponsors. Yeah. And it's every Friday. So they actually have some, uh, December dates also planned. Uh, it's a weekly show that uh, hosts different artists, makers, craftsmen, community orgs, entertainment, and musicians. 
and they encourage the artists to have live demos because they want people to you know have a good experience walking around and i know i wrote it down that on november 26 is going to be focused on shop small so probably local uh shops and artists and yeah i'm so excited because we don't do a lot of outside events sometimes but this is on a friday night in the packing house I think it'll be really exciting. I love that space. So. Now, is it right there as you go past the barbecue place and the uh, whisper room, is it? Is it that end of the right. packing house? So it's going to be inside of that hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's whisper house, um, the ceramic place, and then Iron and Kin has um, a stage for a musician in front. So it's in that whole atrium, that whole um, center space. You pretty much can't miss it. And you'll be there. And we'll be there. I know the address is... Um, 532 West First, but I'm sure most Claremont people have been to the Pecking House. So come and see us. I'm really excited about um, getting to see more customers and, and raise the awareness because overall, I think we're one of the best community organizations in Claremont. Well, you're certainly one of my favorites. Yeah, always excited to meet people like-minded individuals and I think it's great that they're doing this every Friday because they're going to have different focus and this time it's green green night sustainable night very nice and so uh, you said something about uh, folks are going to be doing demos what will you be doing well they encourage live demos I will probably take just some items to show we have really beautiful persimmons right now we have really beautiful pomegranates. Of course. But um, I'm wondering what the, the artists will be doing. We're going to be there doing more of an outreach. Okay. Well, very good. I wanted to have you on and, and kind of get a bug in everybody's ear to come and visit you. Is there anything else about Uncommon Good here in Claremont that you'd like people to know? I mean, what else have you been doing that is uncommonly excellent? Um. Well, the gleaning part is huge for me. I'm always... Um, asking more and more people to think about their neighbors or someone elderly that maybe isn't going uh, to eat all of their fruit. The other thing is um, sharing just anything. There's people who have like excess mint growing or oregano or some kind of herb that's taken over their yard. I've gone to their yards and um, gotten those excess things. Um, Also, someone's just donated a bunch of fruit trees. So we um, gave out 40 fruit trees to our families because we work with over 200 low-income families and we help their students get to college so there's always things people can participate becoming a mentor and a tutor is a wonderful way to get involved so right now we are heavily recruiting tutors and mentors because kids did have a setback with covid and school and it just got a little too much and so um they're kind of struggling to get back to normalcy and so it's great if someone has some extra time and is like maybe an ex-educator or someone who just wants to give back to a low-income student it's a great way to get involved uh, through tutoring or mentoring so I do encourage anybody and all of you to come to our earthen building because I think it's so beautiful and um, we can tell you more about it when you come over all right well then uh, Johanna do this for me the Usually the wrap-up here is two things. One is a call to action, but you've already given us that. Come by and visit and donate and mentor. And the other is I call uh, shameless self-promotion. So can you give us your emails, your phone numbers, your website, everything and anything you want to tell somebody on how to do just that, get in in touch with you? Yeah, so Uncommon Good, uh, the website is www.uncommongood.org. 
no s people put uncommon goods and it ends up being this online retail retailer so uncommon good no s.org um we're located at 211 west foothill i tell people that if they've seen the u.s bank on the corner of foothill and indian hill then there's a western pacific bank i believe we're right there and there's a big sign that says farm fresh produce with arrows follow those we're way in the back of the methodist church lot okay but come visit us we're really friendly we love new people i do especially it feels like a botanic garden back there. It totally, Nancy's given it a very wild native uh, look. And so come and visit us. And uh, my email is jlarios, L-A-R-I-O-S. So jlarios at uncommongood.org. And I deal with all the farm stuff. So it's like if someone's got a grandma that needs to donate their wonderful lemons, I'm the person and or if you want to donate i don't know some notebooks for kids that are going to be going to college or backpacks or whatever i also do that and then um anything that has to do with the farm something you'd like to see on our menu you know sometimes people want a specific type of vegetable or something and i'd be happy to talk to people about that well what would you most like to grow that you already don't Ooh, i grow a lot i have over well that's personal or I grow over 50 fruit trees and I have a small property in Pomona. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, I'm in a uh, part of the OC rare fruit growers. And so we just love to grow rare right. stuff. That's where I got the yacon was from them. Um, but I would like to see more mangoes. Honestly, more mangoes because they grow great. There's a house here on Arrow Highway. So not very far, Pomona. And they have the most beautiful mangoes I've ever seen. They're almost purple. And I want to get some scions to maybe graft mm -hmm. something onto mine. I have a little one. But I think our area needs to grow more mangoes. Okay. I had a tree yeah. in my yard that was donut pears. Now, do you know what those are? Donut pears and or peaches? They, donut? No, I think they were pears. They tasted like pears. And they looked like little pin cushions. Okay. And, and – and I did some remodeling and the, tree, and the tree didn't make it. But when I did have it for about the first year, the fruit was absolutely awesome mm. for about one day. The entire tree would ripen. You couldn't eat anything until like one day. Mm. And then it would ripen. And you, if you caught it just right, it was exquisite. And then the next day, you could just hear it all fall on the ground. And there was like endless amounts of fruit flies. And, and so you had... Oh, no. Yeah. So, you, so there's some fruits you have to just catch them like the hour they're perfect, um, you know? Yeah. And, and so I kept the good ones. I have a um, some little orange trees. I, I've planted a grapefruit tree. I, you know, we have the, uh, the pomegranates, like I said, and I'm going to be doing some more. Do you give away other trees? Um, it depends. We work with this group called Green Friends of LA, and they, they want to inhabit LA County with trees, which luckily we, we still fall into LA County. Great. And so um, sometimes they reach out to us and have excess trees. And so if you're, let me know what you're interested in. <laughs> well, it'd be more or less what you had. I mean, I bought the grapefruit tree when the uh, nursery here on Foothill uh, was finally closing. They were having a... a Mount Fuji? Yes, that's correct. And they had a... A last, you know, a, a clearance sale. Yeah. And I went in there and I thought, oh, okay, I'll get something. Boy, they that place was emptied. People, mm -hmm. you know, when it went to half price, but I think they uh, 
they must have sold more in that two weeks than they ever did. But the last thing left was this uh, grapefruit tree. And I finally got, after two years, I got one from it. You maybe saw the little tree next to it. And I just thought, all right, well, next year will be better. I'll ha- at least I got one. Oh, I did see it. Is it an Oro Blanco or do you know the variety? Honestly, no. Um, but it, it's supposed to be a pink grapefruit. Oh, nice. And, nice. Yeah, and I saw the tree. And I got one, and I'm gonna. And I picked it. It felt actually fell to the ground. I'm gonna open it up and see, you know, mm-hmm. if, uh, it's kind of like getting a box of candy. You know, you don't know what you got till you open it. So we'll see. Absolutely, we have a bunch of um, feijoas right now. They're um, they're in the myrtle family, but people have associated them with guavas because they're like the closest to a guava. So to describe it, uh, also known as pineapple guava, but fe- I don't think the pineapple really kind of describes it appropriately so fajoa uh and we have so many but in a way i'm not selling them because they're also one that they it could be wonderful and it you never know until you open it and so obviously we can't open them also we've kept them and been giving them to people as samples but not really selling them but there's so many interesting fruits out there for sure that's right um for the pomegranates one year my wife bought i think probably the most expensive, but highest quality, I'll say, juicer. And that's the problem. That's the problem with pomegranates is they're a lot of work, or they can be if you don't know how to extract the juice. And this juicer would spin the uh, pulp, the seeds, and everything, and separate it so nicely, you would get perfectly clear pomegranate juice out of it with no pulp in it or anything, and it would just move all the pulp out to the side. Um, and we were drinking that for like a month. My point in mentioning that is, do you folks also, also can or preserve? No, uh, we don't. But we are, what I tell people, an open, small profit, nonprofit. So if people want to share a skill for preserving, we would be open to someone teaching us more about that. And maybe we could invest in a little bit of equipment. But I would love it if we, I'm dehydrating fajoas in my living room right now because I want to see what they taste like. I also just- In your living room. I like that. I like that. I have, you know, the big one, the big black one. It's, it's what's it called? Excelsior or something. I don't know the brand, but, uh, and then our friend has a freeze dryer and we just threw in a bunch of um, trial stuff. So we put in fajoas, we put in- uh, that um, yacon, we put in pomegranate arrows, so the whole, we're going to see what happens. We put in lemon slices. We're experimenting a lot. I've definitely built like a network of friends just totally kind of obsessed with fruit. And so we're going to see where that goes and how they taste. Well, that's awesome. And the reason I, like I said, I, I mentioned canning and preserving is, you know, those pears that I mentioned mm-hmm. were absolutely fantastic for like about a day. Right. And my thought was, God, if you can only capture this and then eat them throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's not a trivial uh, thing to do. But I thought maybe that if, you know, if you had an abundance of fruit, that's a way to stretch out the enjoyment of it, you know, all year mm-hmm. round. Yeah, I have an excess of fajoas even personally because we went to a big orchard to pick as like a group of friends. And what we're going to do is open them all, scoop out the insides, freeze it. And we said we'd do it like today or tomorrow. We just need to kind of... There's a certain window of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what's interesting for me is that I tell people, I, you never stop learning. Like, I started with garden 
interest, plant interest in 2003. And I said, it always amazes me how much there's yet to learn mysteries of the natural world. I think it's fantastic. I love it <laughs> so much. Well, I can tell. I mean, I mean, you are more than just a little enthusiastic about it. This is not something that you're burdened to talk about. I know. I actually say I obviously must love it if I'm at, you know, sometimes I do help the garden, the farmers in their gardens and, and then I'll come home and go in my yard. Like last night I had a headlamp and I was planting fava beans because I want to fix nitrogen in my soil. So I said, there must be something there. Like I definitely must love it. You know, I'm still going out in the middle of the night to plant. And like I if said, you're farming I have 50, in the middle of the night. Yeah, I have 50 fruit trees and I have a very small space. So in a way we're experimenting with uh space and i also have a gray water system that waters those trees so it's interesting we have sometimes some home tours here just to show people that you know your shower water your laundry water it can all be watering your fruit trees does the soap from the gray water hurt the the plants we have a gray water specific soap um that we purchase here in san dimas and oh i see bulk yeah it's like the whole gallon size and so that lasts us for a long time and we're able to wash with that and it does not damage the trees. But regular grocery store like Tide or whatever might not be the best. You know what? It has a lot of salt. Really? Mm-hmm. A lot of it is like uh, some, I don't think they call it sulfates, but. Is it phosphate? Phosphate, possibly. So it's salt. So you definitely don't want to. Put that on your plants. Put regular stuff because you, trees do not want the salt in the soil. So uh, we use a gray water specific soap. Okay. Well, very cool. I thank you for coming on. I don't mean to take out too much of your day, but you've been an absolute delight. And I hope that people will come by. I'll have this published here later on tonight. Mm -hmm. And I, and as a result, I hope people, uh, I hope you all Claremont will go by and see Johanna over at the packing house, uh, Friday night. Mm -hmm. Tell her you heard it here on Claremont Speaks. Okay, Johanna, if there's nothing else, uh, I'd like to say thank you again. Would that be all right? Great. I'd love to see everybody there. So I look forward to it. All righty, Johanna. Thank you very much. Uh, Claremont, thank you for listening. And I look forward to, to uh, hearing about how this event went here in the near future. Johanna, I'm sure you'll come on again sometime soon. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good deal. Mm -hmm. All righty. Good night. Good night.